This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I ain't got no AKA, but yes, the hell I do. Uh, AKA, white people have ruined this planet because it is too goddamn hot outside, and you motherfuckers have ruined the earth because of the global warming and the earth is tired, which is another reason why white people don't deserve nothing. Um, I am joined by my friend and my co host. Hey everybody, it's Candace. You can find me on all social media. It's not so new with PC. My AKA today is yes, I am a black woman that discriminates against white women, and there's nothing you could do about it. That's just reparations. Huh? That's just reparations. Yeah, well, some white man came in my mentions because I tweeted, I'm um, I'm rooting for all the black women in tracker field. I don't care if you're American. I don't care if you're from the Virgin Islands, Jamaica, Haiti, uh, any part, any country yes. in Africa. I don't care if you uh, black in the UK. If you if you in the Olympics and you're a black woman, uh, I'm rooting for you. All my niggas around the whole wide world. Yeah, all through the diaspora. I'm rooting for you. Okay. Some white man going to say, uh, so what, you got something against white women? I say, yes. I'm black. Duh. <laughs> yes actually yes I do. yes i'm black duh of course I do. hello there yes <laughs> and then he gonna say so you as a black woman discriminate against white women yes uh yes, <laughs> yes. hello yes, there yes and do okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> we're not gonna keep y'all <laughs> we're not gonna keep y'all here long because we got three shows uh love and marriage huntsville Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and um Real Pressed Women of Potomac. The real pressed bitches of Potomac. Here's looking at you, Zen Win. That shit is not <laughs> You're not you're not gonna make it fetch. As a matter of fact, since we're here, we'll just start with Potomac. Uh I mean the shows I gave but they ain't, they ain't give give. Like they 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 gave appetizers, but we wanted an entree. You know, it was, it was a bunch of finger foods and niggas was looking for steak and potatoes. Honestly, a lot of it felt like filler. Um, I will say that Potomac is getting off to a slow start for me. Um, and I agree with that. Maybe this is this is letting us know why Monique was a, a integral part of this show. Um, because I haven't cared about very much. I will say that. Leave it to a cishet man to be a dickhead about depression in the middle of a pandemic. I don't care for y'all know how I feel about the green eye bandits, but what we are seeing from Robin, so many of us have experienced in this pandemic. Uh, our whole lives have been were shook up because we got a shitty government. Yeah. Things that we love to do, we lost people, lost jobs, people lost family, people lost friends. 
people lost some people even lost their children. This pandemic has been a motherfucker. And we went from moving about the country, moving about our communities freely, massless, uh, without worry, to being locked down and stuck in a house and you need to wear a mask everywhere you go and having to wonder if, even if a mask is enough at this point. So to see one acting like Robin is just a, a sleepy bitch who don't want to get out of bed, what Robin is going through looks like classic depression. I know so many people who, when they're depressed, they just try to sleep it away. Can't relate. They don't want to get out of bed. They don't want to cook. Don't want to clean. Don't want to be bothered. I, I truly, like I said, in this instance, I do feel for Robin because we all, honestly, I know more people who experience some form of depression during this pandemic than not. So. Yeah. It's not often that I feel for Robin, but I, I do agree that I feel her in, in this instance. Now, I will say you and you, Robin, you have the resources to get the help that you need. Whereas mm. so many people in the pandemic didn't because while people were losing jobs, they were losing health care. Yeah. Or didn't even have it to begin or with. Or didn't have it to begin with. And they couldn't they couldn't get mental mental health um provided for them in this pandemic so they had to suffer you do not have to suffer you can get help um you have the access yep juan is a typical cishead black man in more ways than one <laughs> yeah in more ways than one i just thought it was pretty insensitive um you you kept trying to pretend like you just super you just so changed and you know all this other bullshit um and you couldn't even be decent to your soon to be wife again um as she's battling with depression in a pandemic just a shitty individual through and through for that so, nah. Hmm. Uh, Candace. Girl, give it a rest. She not I'm on there. the show no more. She not there. It's gone. You still trying to make your story like me? You you have talked about Monique as much in these first three episodes as you have talked about them goddamn bonus kids that we ain't never seen until this season when you needed the storyline. Let's talk about it. Let also, since we here, rest. Since we here, and I want to bring this up because you know you be on social media watching the show live more than I do, but I catch a little bit of it here and there. To all the people. Because you touched on this earlier uh, when we started talking about the show, Candace. To all the people who said that uh, the show hasn't missed the beats without Monique, well, one, it, that's the way it should be because no show, regardless of the show or franchise, should be revolved around one person. Uh, shout out to my girl Val who said that. But also, two, this shit has been slow and boring. So, of course, it ain't missed the goddamn beat. I need y'all stop. I need y'all get a grip and stop playing in my goddamn face. <laughs> I really need y'all to, because this shit is annoying at this point. 
Y'all just as annoying as Candace with this shit. She not there no fucking more. You wanted her gone? Okay, gone. Let the shit die and rest then. The most interesting part of these first three episodes have been uh, Mia ruffling Wendy's feathers every chance she get. The new girl is bringing the ruckus. And even that is honestly kind of boring a little bit. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you why it's kind of boring. Because y'all are giving um, misogyny. Every time y'all try to take a dig at me, it's giving misogyny. Uh, is giving anti-sex work. It's every time y'all think bringing up her working at a strip club, being a bar, uh, a bar girl or a, a bottle girl or a stripper is a dig at her and it's giving anti-sex work, which is further proven that, you know, you bitches don't deserve nice things. Or y'all bringing up the plastic surgery she had to her clit and it's that it's, it's giving misogyny. Is is given that y'all don't respect another woman's autonomy to do what she want to do with her own body. It's it's given y'all ain't got no goddamn storyline, so y'all got to find shit to complain about that don't really fucking matter. That don't fucking matter at all. But back to Candace, Karen and Karen and Candace finally sit down in Candace's new home, and again, Candace is is trying to force Karen to accept responsibility for seeing fault in both the ladies' behavior and actions. And much like the real bitch she is, like the grand dame she is, uh, Karen don't fold. She's like, I'm not changing my stance on it. I'm not changing how I feel about it. If this is a point of contention that we can't move beyond, I don't know what to tell you. It should be. I don't know what to tell you. It just is. I mean... Again, I know that y'all, a lot of y'all can't fight. We know. And it shows. We know. That's what this entire thing has shown for a year. It's people that ain't never been in a fight, can't fight, and don't know the consequences of talking shit, talking shit and getting hit. Because real niggas know, and I'm using niggas gender friendly. Real niggas know. Real girls get down on the floor. If you talk shit, you might get hit. And that's just what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. <laughs> it just is. And I, I I applaud Karen for not changing her stance to keep the peace, though Monique is no longer on the show. Because that would have been the easy and the coward way out. Okay, she's not on the show no more. Let me just say whatever so I could get on these bitches' good side and let's call it a day. Well, that's how you know Karen again. Is a real nigga. Now I don't know if Karen ever been in a fight, but Karen do know real nigga rules. Karen, that bitch Huger. Listen, it is what it is. Let it go. And speaking of, I you know I y'all I don't fuck with Dorothy. I don't. But Dorothy. Dorothy is the reason Candace so fucked up now. But I know where you're finna go with this. Dorothy's level of pure, unadulterated disgust about Chris being a husbander got me fucking screaming. <laughs> because she's not wrong. <laughs> she's not wrong at all. I mean, it's ironic as fuck coming from her, but she's not wrong. I... I'm about to be a shady motherfucker. 
And it, it's say, still shade even if I'm right. I, you, I acknowledge You say that. that like you weren't going to do that anyway. But a motherfucker who can't even stay up to date on his motherfucking child support should not be making business decisions about a budding music, acting, and everything else career this girl is trying to have. He is not good with managing being a fucking parent. And I said it and I will say it again. We have not seen them churn until this episode when you needed a storyline and after that we didn't call Chris all type of deadbeats and so on and so forth. And I don't give a fuck saying that somebody, whoever was trying to play in my face last season when I brought up them goddamn children, how we don't see them, talking about, well, maybe they mama don't want them filming. They don't film now. <laughs> they mama getting a check now. <laughs> we got to be honest. Chris was a deadbeat fucking dad. You can tell in these scenes with them children that they are not all that close to those kids. At all. It's acting. And it shows. And that's only two of the fucking three. Remember, Chris has three kids. Two baby yeah. mamas. Yeah. He is completely first, estranged from one kid. First of all, a white man with two baby mamas. That's just that's just racism right now. Let's call it what it is. Two baby mamas and a wife. That's just racism. That's reparations. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean racism on his part. But yeah, reparations on their part. Yeah. I'm glad you fit in the trope. <laughs> that y'all like to stick to black folks he got two he got two baby mamas he's completely estranged from one of his kids we just started to see these kids the only time we ever saw Chris with them goddamn children was when they was up there in Potomac for that fucking wedding and, and even it. in the wedding episode we didn't see them kids we saw them kids in pictures that they had posted on Instagram after the fact we have not seen them kids. Them kids was kids. They came back to us teenagers. <laughs> and that's this motherfucker not even good at being a dad. How the fuck you gonna allow him to manage your motherfucking career? Because she's stupid. And she needs a storyline. And you still can't sing Patty LaHale? <laughs> Showtime. <laughs> Only you could <laughs> Patty sing <laughs> Girl, if only you could sing in key. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Should have rehearsed your lines a thousand times <laughs> until you had the proper key memorized. <laughs> but when you get up the nerve to sing a single word, that shit never come out right. Oh, this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit. Um, the I guess Whoopi joined the Green Eye Bandage last year as they puppy mm. to trade against Karen and Monique, only for you to be sitting in Karen's face asking for business advice. Because Karen is the only woman on that show with a reputable, thriving, profit-moving business. Mm. Multiple businesses, should I say. Because let's not forget, not only does Karen have um, the Grand Dame perfume, she's got that very illustrious wig uh, wig and weave business. And I wish I would, I would, if I was one to spend a ton of money on a wig, I would buy one of Karen's wigs. Yeah, they have come a long way. 
So after spending all your time trying to check Karen because she held Monique and Candace accountable, you are sitting in her face asking her for business advice. You want to be the Black Martha Stewart, and it's my thing. I can't. This the. I can't stand when motherfuckers want to be the black version of a white person. Mm. Martha Stewart ain't shit. A convicted felon. Hey, remember when her and Snoop Dogg had that had that uh cooking oh, that cooking show? And motherfucker was like, get Snoop Dogg away from this criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just want to be the windy version of somebody who's selling home goods and lifestyle goods? Because Wendy is pressed to be something that Wendy is not. Ooh, say that again, friend. <laughs> Wendy is pressed to be something that Wendy is not. Because Wendy don't have no identity outside of trying to impress other people that is not Wendy. And speaking of, why Bravo keep playing the same two clips of Wendy uh, on MSNBC and Fox? Because them damn near the only ones. <laughs> is, is, there, is there no other material for that highlight reel? <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm tired of Wendy trying to hit us with one-liners that don't stick. I got time today. Tick tock. You don't have no time <laughs> to do so this. One-liner is botched. She be so pressed. Tick not. <laughs> she, she tried too hard. She you got time so today. Hard. It's not hot. <laughs> it's not going. We ain't buying. It ain't selling. Then when it's corny. All of it. I, I get that you got called out for having a shitty storyline your your first season, but now you're just trying too hard. Yeah, she was trying hard in the first. Everything about her in the first season was performative, and this is just taking it to another level. Everything, everything about Wendy is, you know what it is? Everything about Wendy is theatrics because she knows that the career – in 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 politics that she thinks she has ain't going no goddamn well. Honestly, never went no goddamn well because hell, if you ain't got but two clips to show, then girl, get the hell up with that. <laughs> like she ain't really got shit going, so she has to try and like perform in order to maintain her spot on this show. Because honestly, she can be regulated to a friend of the show, and nothing of value would be lost at all. Like every time one liners, though, the, the queen so, of one liners that hit and connect every time, Karen, when it comes to Giselle, because when Karen said Giselle is not a host, not a dresser, and not a great wig wearer, baby, that was beautiful. I almost fainted. And also, the motherfucking nerve and audacity of Giselle to be bringing up Michael's infidelities when Jamal was cheating on you and y'all wasn't even back together for real. Had you, Jamal, I, has had, cheated, had, Jamal has cheated on you in every facet of a relationship that y'all have tried to have. Even he, even when y'all didn't have a relationship, this nigga was cheating. Had you looking stupid on the goddamn reunion. Hello. Hello. The call is coming from inside the house. It certainly is. Um, that's all I have for Potomac. That's all that was needed. Wendy's Wendy girl, you just so cringe. <laughs> just so everything's so cringe. And, and you look good. Your work look good. Just but you don't know how to thrive and be in a bad bitch. Because she ain't never been one. Ooh. Speaking <laughs> of bad bitches. You can't thrive where you well, you can't thrive where you never resided. Shit, you ain't never had bitches. 
uh, Rashida. <laughs> um, my 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 friend said this in our little pregame that Rashida and Kirk need a storyline because he is currently not cheating or he's cheating privately enough that he hadn't been caught yet again. Um, Basically. we didn't even know Rashida had no motherfucking siblings. It's been 82 years, goddamn it. <laughs> it's been 82 years, and we did not know that Rashida had no stud sister who can't keep a roof over her head in the car in her driveway. I damn sure did. We did not know that, but it's but it's, it but it pissed me off that we had to know because it made me agree with Kirk and Rashida that if the only time you come around is when you got your motherfucking hand out, I don't want you around. And then mm. this motherfucker, every time somebody is a leech or a money grubber, what's their favorite line, friend? Y'all just don't want like who I am. Y'all want me to be somebody I'm not. Yes, bitch, we want you to be somebody self-sufficient and always not asking for $1,000 here and there. That's exactly what we want. We want you to keep a motherfucking roof over your head. We want you to stop them goddamn evictions. We want you to stop getting your car repossessed and impounded. That's exactly what we want, but you're not that. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. I just, I, I mean, first of all, I don't really care about Rashida or Kirk anyway. So that's that. That's strike number one already. And then number two, I can recognize when you, when y'all just pull the shit together because these motherfuckers ain't got no storyline. Cause like I said, who the fuck knew she had siblings? I damn sure did. All we ever seen is her mama knee deep in Rashida business. With that Meanwhile, damn you circle. got a 50-year-old motherfucking kid who ain't never grew up mentally that needs you. Right, and ain't this supposed to be like the older sister? Yes. And ain't Rashida damn near like, what, 45? So That's what she say. Well, but allegedly. we know she's younger than that. She oh, just don't mm, want us to know me. that Kirk is a is a, a mm, statutory mm, rapist. So yeah, I mean, girl, whatever. But I don't care about this because <laughs> y'all just need a storyline. Because <laughs> y'all ain't got shit going down, and they boxing at the bistro. <laughs> That's more interesting than this. Yeah, exactly. Leave it alone. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I was very happy to see we mentioned it last week as we were finishing up talking about love and hip uh, love and hip hop. I'm very glad that Guap Dad recognized some toxic behavior and got the fuck on about his business. Because in this episode, young baby Tate blames her behavior on liquor. And Guap Dad definitely called her out for disrespecting him, calling him out his name, and she talking about she don't remember none of it. Well, you need to drink. Also, I think I saw um, this week that, like, she tried to post, like, in real time, she tried to post some, like, messages or something to make him, like, seem, like, in a bad light. But all it did was people saw them was like, girl, actually, you the asshole. Like, it was one of them things where it's like, am I the asshole in this situation? And and it was like, yeah, you kind of are. Yeah. I mean, what she want us to do? I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I know niggas are terrible, but girl, you you the asshole in this situation. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even saying that Guap Dad is a, a good person. 
I'm just saying in y'all interactions, you was way out of fucking line. Yeah. And that's just that. And he saw it for what it was. He was not mean. He was not nasty. He just, he was like, hey, you cool. I'm attracted to you. We make good music. Um, but on a personal level, it's not going to work for me. And and people are so used to having shitty behavior that um, she really thought that man was going to give her another chance. You know what I'm saying? She really mm-hmm. expected him to overlook all that piss poor behavior, how, how much she embarrassed him in front of her friends and be like, it's cool, boo. Let's go to Jamaica for this vacation. That nigga I'm, said, eh, no. I'm good, love. Enjoy. So. She'll be all right. She'll find, she'll find another nigga that, you know, love toxicity. Yeah, sadly. Right. right. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, Yandy and Infinity. Speaking of toxicity. You know, Mendici surprised me because the way they edited it, they made it look like Mendici was going to be like, oh, fuck no, get her the fuck away from me. Whereas I actually, he was like, I understand what she's been, been through. I understand she has abandonment issues, but that doesn't excuse her putting my family at danger. Um, I absolutely think that she has to earn their trust back. She's not a kid at this point. She... I will not say she's not a fully functioning adult because she is still very young. She is still a teenager. She's 18, 19, 18, 19 year olds make some bad decisions. But again, I I do feel like a part of teaching young people in general is that sometimes you do have to be cognizant that your actions have consequences. And, um, you know, she did. She should have to work her way back into the house because of the way you left the house. And I do think that she overreacted. I don't think Yandy and Mendeecees was trying to leave her out. If we tell you, if we invite you, if we want you to come home, not even invited you, we looking forward to you coming home for Christmas and you say, nah, I'm going to with my family and you don't come home. Is they supposed to hold up Christmas? Were they supposed to have Christmas in January because you didn't want to come home? Girl, I'm glad that she was allowed to see her siblings and see their kids. Um, but I do agree with Mendeecees that she's got she's got to get some help and learn how to channel her emotions. She really does. That'll be really important for her based on her upbringing. Therapy would do her a lot of good. Because she, she don't need, know how to communicate. Because she's never had to know how to communicate. First of all, I think the number one priority, also that, but also the other one, the other number one priority is making sure that she is not in contact with that uh, much older person anymore. And if so, having a genuine, honest conversation with her about why that shit is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not the best look, uh, not the best uh, thing that she, that uh, needs to be in her life right now. Yeah. Because I'm still convinced that that older person is a predator that was trying to control her. Yep. 
And they didn't really say if she was still in this relationship or not. Mm. Do you notice that, friend? Mm-hmm. And honestly, if she if she's still in that relationship, she doesn't need to be back in that home with that person creating chaos. Mm-hmm. So I do actually agree that Whitman DCs that they need to take their time assessing the situation with infinity. They got they got to dot all their eyes uh, and cross their t's and all that kind of shit. Um, but what? <laughs> I think Safari a fuck nigga, but I think Erica Mena is a fuck bitch. And <laughs> together y'all cancel each other out. Uh you Go absolutely You absolutely are a, a mean spirited bitch, Erica Mena. We've seen it time and time again on social media. We've seen it in your homophobia after you ended relationships and gone out of your way to try to make it seem like your exes were gay and you know we we've seen your brand of homophobia we've seen how you treat other women and the shit with sin santana and having you know burner accounts to talk shit to her and about her you're a very mean-spirited hateful individual who needs some fucking help and it was quite obvious in this scene that when your daughter failed toddlers fall toddlers are clumsy Toddlers climb on shit. That you would have act like that baby fell ten feet from the fucking sky. That baby was messing around on that guitar when you should have told her to get down. She was closest to you. She had a little fall, and it resorted in you calling this man all types of stupid and fucking idiots. And this girl, what? Babies, babies tumble, beloved. It's okay. It just further reminded me that you are not a victim. You are not a victim in any of this this stuff. You you contribute as much as you receive in this situation. Because if London fall, the first thing out of my mouth is not going to be like to Mike like pick her up you fucking idiot. Huh? Because the you, fact that you that that's the first place you go with your husband, it tells me that y'all are in an abusive, toxic relationship that y'all don't need to be in. I mean, my first go to, even when I'm up, if me and Mike are disagree about something or if I'm upset about something, my first go to is not to disrespect my partner. It bears repeat. Me and Jeremy have said this repeated times on this show. We do not talk to the people in our lives like shit. We are not mentally, emotionally, verbally abusive to the people in our lives. We handle things better than that. You do not. Your first go-to was to call this man out his name. This is what we see on camera. I'm sure what happens off camera is a thousand times worse. I mean, Safari used to this, especially considering who his ex is. Oh, one of his exes. Mm-hmm. But also, this is what happens when two, when two, when two people who are bozos who got together because they needed a check because they were fading bozos. This is what happens. Yep. Because these two dumb motherfuckers ain't had no business getting together at all. At all. 
They had no business getting together. Two big ass only, children. The only people I feel sorry for in this situation is them babies. Is the is the babies. Pray for the and, babies. And oh, Dr. Jackie made an appearance. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Dr. Jackie gonna get a check by any means necessary. Right. Um, Dr. Jackie made a good point. What what reaction did you expect from Safari when you had the same reaction he had? <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that. She was she was stunned when she found out she was pregnant and she carrying a fucking baby. You showed absolutely no signs of being pregnant. You literally said you were not showing one lick until after you found out you was pregnant. You sat and blinked in Dr. Jackie's face for 10 minutes. <laughs> and you are you was highly upset at Safari's reaction. Again, we didn't get to see Erica's initial reaction when she was talking to Dr. Jackie. They may have filmed it, but they may have cut it out for the sake of this episode. Yeah. Because she made it seem like when she found out she was happy, she was elated, she was jumping up and down, she couldn't believe it. Meanwhile, Dr. Jackie didn't tell the truth. Your ass was sitting there looking as dumbfounded as Safari was. Mm. It turned into that blinking white man. You y'all, you two motherfuckers is literally Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man gifs. Yeah. Stupid and stupid one and stupid two. Dumb and dumber. Jackass and jackasser. J- nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbo <Right>. and dumby. <laughs> what the fuck? Mm. It just is it, Pray it, for the babies. Please. Pray for the babies. Ain't nothing wrong with them. They they parents just some dumb asses. Would you? That's all we want to know. I just I just hope the baby has eaten. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 Good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to move to Huntsville. <laughs> I can't stand my friend. Y'all know that, don't y'all? Y'all know that, don't you? <laughs> oh, come on. It was right there. <laughs> <laughs> So Huntsville. <laughs> so Huntsville. Um, let me, can can I get this off my chest? Um, go ahead. So me and Mike had a difference of opinion because we was watching it, and I said that Destiny is being full of shit, and that she hid this goddamn divorce from everybody. And he was mm. like, "Did she hide it or did she just not talk about it?" And I said, "Well, considering that." She spent a lot of last season being knee deep in Mel's marital issues with Martel. She hid it mm. because she could have told Mel that she was having similar issues and she could they could have been a source of strength for each other. Instead, she tried to put on his face like everything was okay. Mm. And we even saw in her little birthday dinner when Kimmy walked up that she had had brunch with Kimmy multiple times and never once mentioned the divorce. To me, that comes across as hiding. 
to me, it comes across as I don't mind being in y'all business, but you can't be in mine. Mm. I feel Love like she... and Marriage Huntsville is one of the shows, I will say, one of the most unscripted shows in our lineup where people put it all on the line, even when it ain't good. Yeah, generally speaking, yeah. I don't think you deserve to be on this show keeping shit like that from people. Hmm. I think she, I think she hid it, and I think either me or you or him, maybe both of us said this, like when the season started, and we found out about it. I think she hid it or didn't talk about it because she was embarrassed. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, especially given like how we was introduced. To like Destiny and what shit on LaBeric, I think that's what her ex nigga name. Like, and especially specifically in the interaction with because remember we we did and also still to this day laugh at how she got fake mad that that Kimmy didn't know who LaBeric was. Yeah. So I felt like you know because that because that was a lie because girl. <laughs> Like that was nothing to so I feel like she didn't talk about it because she was more embarrassed than anything. Cause even Kim said in the confessionals, like, like y'all just got married and you just had a baby. Ain't even what baby ain't even one month old yet, and y'all already divorced. Like that, I feel like she was embarrassed, which is yeah. why she didn't uh and honestly, I wish she would just say that. Yep. Because that Absolutely. definitely gives embarrassment to me. And I mean, own it. Because if we could watch... And let me... Mel has her faults on this show. But if Mel could sit here and have exposed to the fucking world that her husband had had a whole nother relationship with a woman for half their marriage that produced multiple outside babies, you can be honest about your fucking divorce. Can't nothing be can't nothing be more painful than a motherfucker that you thought everything was going well with having an outside baby, and you finding out why the cameras is fucking rolling. And that he been seeing this woman for five out of y'all ten years of being married. Like, come on, literally keeping up her lifestyle. Literally, we hear them talking on the phone on episodes while they still married. His side chick even getting a check from the fucking show. Come on, man. Come speaking on, of, man. Speaking of... Oh. It's a little heat for Melody's mama. Because you, we saw how you carried Martell at the last episode... Yet you sitting at the park crying and boohooing, talking about, I never thought my grandkids would have to grow up in separated households. <laughs> Is it Uchiwali or one mate? I mean, not to be a dick, but I mean, you might not have never imagined it, but we here, so like... <laughs> I mean. and, and that's the other part, friend. You right. I, can, I, <laughs> can I mention, can I point out that at this point in the show... Martell and Melody are fully divorced. Yeah, like, like that, this. What's with 
So where was all these tears and, and sit downs last season before shit got to this point? Like why I, why are we still talking about this? They divorced. Like this would have hit way different, like a lot earlier when the shit was still fresh. But like we are at like what damn the two years of them kids being <laughs> grown up in separated houses. <laughs> like not to be a dick, but girl. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I ain't trying to be an asshole, but damn. Like, like, one of the first things in the season premiere, one of the things that was pointed out even before it premiered from both Martell and Melody was that when this season premiered, that they are fully divorced. Yeah. So what what's the point in this conversation? <laughs> and you can't talk about making sure the kids see family when every time you see Martell, you want to start some shit with him in front of the goddamn kids. Mm. And I, he deserves it all. Trust me, he does. But if you're going to do it, this that sit down at the park should have been when you popped off on Martel. Yeah. Keep it cordial in front of the kids. Dog his whole ass out when the kids ain't around. Yeah. You, this was a totally backwards interaction to me. Yeah, like you took, one, you took two steps forward and then like four back. I also believe we at a point where the, the mamas need to stay out this situation. Melanie and Martell need to learn how to coexist and co-parent them children they divorced. And the, the, to be honest, the only one who seemed to be having the, the biggest issue is Martell, and rightfully so, because you made that bed and laying it. But Melody has even expressed when we saw them at the therapy session, Melody has even said that, you know, she, she wants the kids to know about their sibling. Martell should not be hiding a sibling from them. Yeah. So I don't see what the conversation was needed for because Melody is not being difficult with the co-parenting. It's literally Martell. And it's literally because he could be going through depression because he fucked himself up and fucked his life up and fucked his bag up. But... Like Melody said, you have to push through when you have kids. You don't get to just sit down and lay down and, and stay down. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, I mean, God damn it, I'm going to sound like an asshole when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like, nigga, you literally made this bed. Like, you, you, you destroyed y'all whole family dynamic. So, maybe you going through depression maybe but and again i'm gonna sound like an asshole when i say this but i'm gonna say it nigga push through that shit <laughs> like push through that shit because whatever you feeling it can't be no worse than the pain that you have inflicted on male and honestly y'all whole goddamn family uh, hello so Mel, like that therapy session how the kids have responded so poorly to everything going on how their their oldest son has a lot of resentment for Martell. How the girls are sitting up writing goddamn I'm heartbroken love songs and poetry. Right. They up there so, sitting, up, sitting up in their room and shit. And hello. So to be honest, you you are getting no more than you've inflicted. And to be yeah. I don't even think you're getting as much pain inflicted on you as you have inflicted on others. He's getting a lot of grace if we've been completely honest. Too much. Too way too much. too much. He's still being a lot. He's still running in his same circles. He still kept his his check from this show. 
He's still being called. He's still being booked and busy. Even if he losing money on his real estate construction business side, he picking it up because he doing interviews with blogs and he going on the Steve Harvey show and all kind of other shit. He being seen in various other ways that can create streams of revenue for him. Which he he's has to because he got so many kids. He would like to have us believe he is. Mm-mm. I do believe he. I believe, I do believe he's hurting, hurting a little bit, like you said. But it's it's not it's not nearly as much as what he putting on for these cameras. Not nearly. And you have the resources to get the help you need to help you deal with all of this. Also, that which he which if we being honest, we being real honest. He not taking the resources that he could because he know them resources is gonna hold him accountable and he don't want that shit. Cause think about it, every time they mention therapy or counseling or whatever the hell, he always like, well, you know, I'm all for it as long as they, you know, they won't be biased, aka as long as they won't put, call me out on my shit for causing all this mess. Exactly. Exactly. So uh-huh. even with all that said, though, middle this mama very girl with <laughs> please, please get out them folk business. <laughs> Let your daughter be grown. Let her and Martell learn how to co-parent and, and keep things healthy for those kids. As the grandparents, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. That's it. I see in the preview shit gonna hit the fan with Jalen working at uh the at at the at black. Yeah. And Marceau sounds like a dickhead. How do you say that profits is up 50% and steadily increasing, yet you you yelling at Jalen about shit like people calling off at the last minute? That's Over some cups, industry. my nigga. Some cups. Marceau, what the fuck? You saying he a good manager. He's learning on the fly. Business is booming. Uh, number Revenue and profit is showing that. Yet you finding shit to complain about and nitpick that boy about. Exactly. If you work in the service industry, you know there's nothing you can do to stop people from calling off at last minute except for creating a work atmosphere where it's so good that if somebody does have to call off last minute, you can call somebody else and say, hey, you mind coming in and work this shift? And if it's exactly. a good place to work, most times somebody would be like, yeah, I'll be in. Yeah. Like, unless there is some new information that we will learn in the next and up and coming episodes, my soul right now, you look like a dickhead. You really do. Absolutely do. And like... My thing is, if you are doing all this and nitpicking Jalen, then you shouldn't have put him in this position in the first place. Because honestly, he is doing pretty goddamn well. And again, you literally have the numbers and data to show that. <laughs> like, it's not like it's not like Jalen saying one thing and then the numbers don't reflect another. They literally like they go hand in hand. You know what else was a dead giveaway that Jalen is doing a really good job at this at this place? Yeah. Marceau said, you're, you're a people person. The people love you when they see you. And Jalen said, I'm not a people person at all. Right. When he I said, like, I don't know if you really don't be like that. because <laughs> I typically have anxiety around strangers. So the fact that this man is going outside of himself and doing this job that call, that means he has to be in constant contact with the public at all times 
And you can't even tell that this man don't has anxiety when it comes to dealing with strangers. Mm. Well, that oh, will, well, well, you know, Fred, that will require him also to be emotionally intelligent and, you know. Mm. Mm. Oh, speaking of Marcel and Tisha, Tisha and Mel got together at Mel's house and, and chilled and spoke and talked and Oh, friend, I don't know if you picked this up, but there's a lot of trouble in paradise with Marceau and Letitia. They seem to be on two totally different pages in that marriage. And that conversation with Mel proved it. Um, because what I picked up from the conversation was Marceau brushes off their date nights. Mm. They're not romancing. Mm. She brought up how when she tried to buy some sex toys, Marceau didn't approve of them, so she threw them away. Mm. Um, they were supposed to be going now. One thing I will say about Marceau is that motherfucker know how to get a bag. That motherfucker don't miss. What a perfect way to have a cigar lounge with being ambassadors for Cigar Week and yeah. to be launching your own line of wines and champagnes. Because niggas love both. Um, but they marriage is falling apart. Business wise, they're doing phenomenal. Personal-wise, they're not doing so great, and you can tell. They're on totally different pages. When Tisha's at the hotel talking to Marceau, she's talking about romance, wine, and dining. This motherfucker said, you just want me to fuck you? <laughs> you just want some dick? I can give you some dick. After, but I ain't after, doing that after, romance shit. After after disapproving of the sex toys that she bought for the, for the sex that she had to throw away because you disapproved. Um, I think... Uh, we looking at a situation with Marceau and Letitia. We looking at a cheaper to keeper situation because as she told Mel, they're approaching year 15 of marriage. Mm. Uh, he wanted her to be a stay at home mom. It's not a judge across any court in America that will not grant that woman a humongous amount of spousal support and child support. Should they divorce? Mm-hmm. The alimony check going to be going to be fatter than a delicious ass. <laughs> that's a throwback because they, <laughs> because they have been together a long time and he has all he a, a, a huge part of their discourse last season was him not wanting her to go outside the home to work yep they've been and it's, i mean they've and been, it's all like, on film yeah like you like you said they you know they uh on two totally different pages they've been on two totally different pages for a while Probably honestly, way before the camera was on this show, to be perfectly damn honest. Absolutely. Um, but next episode, we see Kyra. So they're in Houston. Kyra's not in Huntsville. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I saw the preview. I saw Kyra. I was like, there go Kyra still looking dusty. Speaking of dusty, this new girl is that. Tia, is that her name? I think so. How you tell somebody you wasn't intending to be messy when you come to their birthday party, bring up their ex-husband, and the fact that you saw them at an event with another woman? <laughs> when, in what part did you intend not to be messy? <laughs> you absolutely intended to be messy. I wasn't intending to be messy. Brings up mess. <laughs> And then bringing up Monster vaping in the bathroom and Kimmy didn't know about it. First of all, let me say this. I know that Kimmy treats Monster as 
like that's her son, just like Jalen is. But in the grand scheme of things, Monster is not Kimmy's biological son. And thus, a lot of things that Mon- that have to go through Maurice and, and Kaya, Kimmy may, d- does not as- always have to be privy to that information as a non-biological parent who does not have custodial rights over that boy. So why would you be bringing up anything about Monster to Kimmy without Maurice being present? Not only that, also it's a vape. Like it's not that. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe, maybe um, you know, maybe that's just me. But I was just like, what? Who cares? Like, I mean, how old is Monster? How old is that boy? He gotta be. He's going to high school, so he gotta be 15, 14, 15 now. I, and maybe this is one of them things where you know I'm not a parent, so maybe I should just shut my fat ass up. Nope, but at same time, like girl, it's a vape. Like it's not like it's not like the boy was doing crack or meth. Like weed is not and, a gateway and, drug. Like I'm just like. It, and again, I want to go back to why was it your place to bring up somebody else's child? Also that to a non-parent, <laughs> like, to a non-custodial parent. Yeah, I'm just like. This what is, made this you think weird. that was okay? You absolutely Maybe. stepped on the scene intending to be messy with your funny looking ass. <laughs> she kind of look like Pokemon. She definitely do. Like if Pikachu had a like if Pikachu had like a droopy eye. <laughs> <laughs> droopy chew. <laughs> Good night. Um it looks like, you know, in the previews, there's going to be some contention between Destiny and Mel, and I hope it's not for this Tia lady, because I don't think Mel should be held accountable for what Tia did. I'm pretty sure Mel had no idea that this woman was about to come to this birthday party and start bringing up LeBaric being with another bitch while they were still married, because um, most bitches with good sense would be know not to do that. Yes, and clearly she does not have good sense. Because clearly she clearly she don't have good sense if she says she didn't come intending to be messy and came starting to miss. So clearly she is not of her right mind. At all. And I don't think that Melody would intentionally bring a person who is not that she does not know is of their right mind to start mess with her friends. Exactly. Y'all, Melody is not Tisha. Exactly. Because this is some shit that Tisha would do. Hey, that teacher has done, as we've seen in the flashbacks. Yep. But this is not male, so I hope that they're not blaming the male for this, but knowing them, they probably will because they're not the brightest twos in the shit themselves. Correct. Mm. Good luck, everybody. So, I mean, that's all we got. True. For today. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting. Uh, We'll be back next week, niggas. Same bullshit. As always. Peace. Peace.